Man, God is good. Give it up for Pastor Evan. Pastor, we love you. I know you're going to be watching this. Man, God is so good. God is so good. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Man, I am so excited about what God is doing at Word of Truth. And it's so amazing because this year, like Pastor Sharp just said, the prophet came in and he said, man, this is going to be a record-breaking year. And I've already seen records being broken. Just like Pastor, I just gave a record-breaking tithe that I've never had before in my life. And I'm just like, I was so excited to do it. You know, because if you're given the tithe, that means God increased you. The only people who are really afraid of tithes, you know, they know increase. <laughs> but when you know the Word of God and God is increasing you, man, you want to give back to Him. And I just want to say this by faith, that if God sent a prophet to tell us that this is going to be a record-breaking year and then that same night he speaks and he declares ready set go and then pastor Eben turns around and he makes a theme for the entire year that says ready set grow and then now he opens up a series that's talking about giving and talking about giving out of faith and not out of finances do you see something that's stirring in the pot there's something that's going on if a prophet comes and then the pastor comes and then there's something stirring in you so i want you to know that faith is not coming for us to be dead faith is not coming for us to stand still faith is not coming for you to live life in 2022 the way you did in 21 and in 20 and in 19 and 18 god is stirring something up look at somebody and say he's stirring something up there's something in the pot that's cooking and it has to be good because God only prepares good things. So this morning, I have been tasked with talking about finances and to be honest with you, out of all the preaching I've ever done, this is my first time really speaking on money. And I told Pastor Evan, I said, Pastor Evan, I was like, man, you like the goat when it comes to faith messages and money. You want me to come behind you? I mean, that's like, that's like Luke Longley shooting free throws after Michael Jordan. Anybody know about the 1990 Bulls? I'm just saying, you know, I mean, <laughs> but I said, you know what, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And, and I believe that God has given me a word this morning. And this morning I want to talk about um, overcoming the fear of giving. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and just turn to 1 Kings 17, verse 6 through 16. And it says, And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise and go to Seraphath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded. Somebody say, Commanded. I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the window, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and says, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel. Now, if you would have said that today, fetch me. <laughs> Prophet might have got hit. 
fetch what? Okay. Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, fear not. Somebody say fear not. Go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me. And after make for thee and thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day of the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the, the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. I know that was a lot of reading, but I had to bring the context in before we can build upon these scriptures. So we want to talk this morning about overcoming the fear of giving. The reality is fear is real. Fear is real. And I know sometimes we get into churches and I don't know about you, but I grew up in the church and, and they came up with a nice acronym and, and they, they said, uh, hey, uh, fear is um, false evidence appearing to be real. And when I heard it, I was a kid and I said, yeah, all right. That's what the preacher said. False evidence appearing to be real. I'm going to work with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with that one. All right, good. And then I got a T-Mobile bill uh, when I was 16. And it was all right. You know what I'm saying? Like I was working at the playground. I was working at Shoe Carnival. I was working at Blockbuster. I had my little 575 minimum wage coming in. And I thought I was rich. So I'm up here paying that bill. Yeah. Okay. Bam. I'm good. Wasn't nothing fearful about T-Mobile. And then I started working at another spot. And then I messed around and got an apartment. Well, the apartment came with something more than T-Mobile. So I was like, all right. This apartment came with utilities, water bill, all this other stuff. I said, okay, all right. All right. I got to up my income. And as long as I was making more than what they were building me for, I was good. Things got real when I got a house. When I got a house, I mean, I'm talking about in the first two weeks, the fence broke. I said, come on now. Come, come, come on. I just bought the house. Now the fence want to lean. I said, now this is getting crazy. The reality then now, I done spent all this money. I done put the down payment. I done did all of this. I didn't really have the money to fix this fence. Now, yeah, that, that fence is just false evidence appearing to be real. Nah, it wasn't false. It was real. That 
fence was leaning the whole time. And I'm going to tell y'all something. Shame on me. That fence leaned for a long time. I said, you're going to lean right there, but you will not break. And sometimes that's what happens. We hear things in church and we start hearing false evidence appearing to be real. And, and it sounds good, but the reality is the doctor's report is real. The reality is that the pennies are, are real. Can I say this? The reality is gas prices are real. Now, we're not going to fret. We're not going to fear. But don't act like it ain't real. When I pumped gas and it was $94, I, that's, that's real. It's real. False evidence appearing to be real. And so what we see is there is tension. There is tension between faith and fear. I want you to go into your mind and see if you can create two entities and let's put them as two people. Let's let's, let's just pull on your creative ability and see a person as faith and see a person as fear. They are at war with each other all the time. You are living a life seeing a big battle of faith versus fear. And if you don't watch it, you are going to either empower one or the other. So I want you to watch this. When it comes to faith, Versus fear, you have to hear this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not, not seen. So now if faith is that, fear has to be something else. Fear has to be something that you see. When you see something, you become afraid. That, that the sight of something or the sight of not seeing something can evoke a feeling of fear and this is what I want to bring my point because here is fear is the enemy of faith we've heard that but I want to subject something else to you and submit something to you but sight is the weapon fear uses against our faith so we know that fear is the enemy of faith but sight is the weapon that fear uses against your faith there's a weapon. When we see Peter, Peter is walking on the water. That's faith. He's called out by God to step on something that no man has ever stepped on. That's faith. He's walking towards Jesus. That's faith. But then his eyes comes off of Jesus and focuses on what? The storm. And when he's looked at the storm, fear takes over. Fear was always and has always been the enemy of faith, but sight is the weapon that um, fear uses against faith. But if that statement be true, that must also mean that faith is the enemy of fear and God's word is the weapon we use against fear. See, I want to finish the story because we can't uplift fear and not balance it out with faith. See, faith hates fear just as much as fear hates faith. I want you to watch this. Have you ever been standing in faith? And while you are standing in faith, it looks like everything around you now starts to fall apart. See, that's fear 
trying to get you to see what he wants you to see so you can step out of faith. But watch this. When you are also in fear, you walk into a church called Word of Truth. And you hear a pastor, Pastor Evan, start teaching on giving in spite of and how to sow in a famine land. And so while you're sitting in fear, you're starting to hear the word of God and the word of God comes inside of you. And when it gets inside of you, now God's word is a weapon against fear. Some of you never tithe before you got here and then you start hearing the message. OK, all right. Ten percent. Got it. Ten. Got it. And then they mess around and say. Yeah, but you got to give some fat. Fat. All right. What that look like? Got it. And now next Sunday, we are about to have a whole giving Sunday. And now you like, now wait a minute. Now I done gave my tithes. Gave my offering. I just got cool with that. Now, Pastor Evan, what you doing? Don't you see these gas prices? We talking about a given Sunday. Can y'all give me a gas card? <laughs> I hear you, Pastor Evan. I can see I'm, I'm, I'm talking like you right now. I hear you, Pastor Evan. I hear you. All right, if I give to the Lord, he's going to open the windows of heaven. He's going to pour out a blessing. Yeah, I won't have room to receive. I hear you. I hear you. He's going to cause all grace to abound towards me. I hear you, Father. I thank you. I live in daily expectation of an exception of life. I always support the kingdom of God. Uh-huh. Gas prices with 10% of my offering. God, I thank you. And I believe and I receive. Uh-huh. Y'all know I'm telling the truth this morning. <laughs> There's tension between faith and fear. So he, you just saying, I'm going to do all of this, but then let me tell you what fear is saying. Fear is saying, man, if you give that man your money, you give that church your money, you better use your common sense. If you turn on the news right now, you keep hearing words, inflation, inflation, inflation. You know what? That's like, it's scary. And you know what happens when you hear scary music? You tense up. Anxiety comes in and you freeze. And and you were doing good before, but inflation, inflation. Don't buy a house. Don't buy a house right now. Don't do this. Don't do that. The stock market is down. Everything's going up. Everything's going up, but wages. Sell. Don't sell. Who are you going to listen to? Either God's word is true or it's not. So here's the thing. The question sometimes comes up. Should I listen to God's word or should I listen to my common sense? (laughs) See, this is tension. This is tension. If you don't watch it, you'll be sitting in church trying to count your dollars and count your coins and say it don't make sense to give. See, I want to deal with the real. I want to deal with the real this morning. It does not make sense to give. I am doing something. This is, I have a a shortage right now. Right now, personally, you guys, listen, I am building a house in this season of inflation. Are y'all hearing me? I am not preaching to you something that I am not living out. 
Everybody back home said, don't do it right now. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come down. It's going to crash. Well, if it's going to crash, grace going to be in the boat with me because God told me to do it. And I'm just going to do it. I'm going to stand on the word. I am not going to allow fear to snatch me out of a place that's called faith. Should I use my faith or should I use common sense? And that's the tension that most people are sitting in the pew, in the chairs, thinking about before it's time to give. Common sense says, put this in savings and hold on for dear life. But faith sometimes be screaming on the other side and says, if you'll give me that seed, I can do better than the stock market. Some of y'all put all y'all hope in crypto. Oh, it fell. Doge done dodged you. Bitcoin took a bit of your money. (laughs) And God is over here saying, you trust crypto more than me? You trust Bitcoin more than me? All I'm asking for is a little bit. And you'd rather put that bit in a coin that you don't know whether or not it's going to be up or down. Isn't it amazing what we put our faith in? But because we're fearful... Fear is taking us out of the place of faith, which brings me to the woman in this text. I want y'all to watch something. She was a widow. Widows mean she had a husband. Okay. Key word, had. In biblical terms, husbands are known for protecting, providing. And being the priest. Somebody say protecting. Providing. Priest. She had a protector. She had a provider. She had a priest. Isn't that something that she could look back on and say, I used to have protection. I used to have provision. I used to have a priest. But now what I had died. So not only was this widow woman in a season of lack, she could have been in a season of grief. The Bible never said when the man died. So not only is her money funny, her emotions could have been all over the place because now where she was once protected, where she was once providing provided for and once she had a priest now she has become the protector the provider and the priest of her home because there was a boy looking up to her to protect him to provide for him and to be the priest for him so now there is a a weight there's some weight that she has to now get used to that she wasn't used to carrying y'all not hearing me today There was a weight that was shifted from the husband's death that fell on her. Whereas when he was alive, he paid the bills. Y'all not helping me. Some of y'all women say that right now. I just wish I had a man that could pump my gas. You didn't learn how to pump it right now, then. (laughs) Because men and women, they have a role in a marriage, in a home. But the role of this man had left. So watch this now. So now she's a widow. We don't know what her emotional state is. 
But what we do know is that she finds herself gathering sticks. And she has come to the point where she said, my son and I are about to eat this and we just going to die. Wait, 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 wait. I think we gloss over that too quick. She's numb. The situation that she sees has completely infiltrated her heart to the point where she has given up. That means she was doing something at first in this famine. She was doing something in this drought. She was doing something that was working at first, but all of a sudden it started drying up. I'm pretty sure while there was no rain, there was no food, she, she done did something to keep this house together because y'all women know how to put a meal together. Y'all know how to put green beans, mayo, mustard, and all these stuff. And you'd be like, it's nothing in here. Some kind of way a mom know how to go in there and use this and use that and, and throw a little honey on this and, and sprinkle this and sprinkle that. Even with little seasoning and some kind of way when your fork go into the plate, there's an anointing that is in that fork that when it comes into your mouth you like now how did you do this y'all know I'm telling the truth so this widow now is hopeless she's gathering her sticks and she's getting ready to prepare her last meal but it's amazing to me that God had already spoken to her and says while you're about to do this I'm about to send a prophet your way and I need you to sustain him. Wait, wait, wait. Time out? What? God, did you hear me? I am gathering sticks. I am getting ready to cook my last meal. I am at the end of my rope. And you are going to give me a commandment to tell me to sustain a man that's not my husband? Now, the last man that was in my life was protecting, providing. He was the priest. That's, that's what the last man was, Waikita. And he allowed me to have my she money, according to you. <laughs> but you're going to send a man that ain't my husband, and now you want me to protect and provide and give him shelter? Do y'all see the tension there? There's tension here. So watch this. The widow heard the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. You see, she had already heard the word from God. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee. I wonder why, I want you to watch this. God had told her to give, but it was the prophet that told her what to give. And this right here dispels some of this myth that can't no man tell me what to give. Well, right here, God just told her to sustain. Elijah would give the details on how to sustain. So I want you to watch this. In the verse, in the verse, in the verse, let's go back up here. He's, Elijah said unto her, fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. That's verse 13. But I want to go back over here to what he told that woman to fetch this water. Because that's, that's funny to me. 
Verse 10. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he had came to the gate of the city, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Watch verse 11 very closely. And she was going to fetch it. Let's read that together. And she was going to fetch it. One more time. And she was going. Stop. She had no problem. He said, go fetch the water. And she was going to what? So she was listening to the man of God. Had no problem. You want some water? All right. But the Bible says as she was going to fetch it, watch, watch, watch this. He says, and he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, as the Lord God liveth, I have not but a cake. Stop, stop. Because what we are seeing right here is that she had no problem as long as she was getting water. She didn't rebuttal. She didn't get shaky. She didn't have an attitude. She didn't say nothing in return. She didn't even say, okay. She was just going to get it. It was only when he asked for bread. Y'all got me. <laughs> it was only when he asked for the bread when she said, now look, all I have is this. And I got to go make that. Isn't that amazing that we are okay with giving the water? But the tension comes when he asks for the bread. Can I tell you the significance be behind this? See, water comes from God. You can't make water. You ain't making water. There was no designing. The water came from God. That was sourced by God. And it's amazing that we don't mind giving what God has given. We have the problem when God is asking us to give what belongs to us. Woo! I'm about to work this in here. I need y'all to hear this. I need you to hear this. The woman didn't have a problem with fetching the water, but she had a problem with releasing the bread. So what this right here showed me was she shared the water, but she had to sow the bread. And I want to submit that there is a difference between sharing and sowing because some of us have been sharing what God has given us and we have a, 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 a lot of this and we don't mind sharing where we get it messed up is when God asks us to sow. Whew. There's a difference between sharing and sowing. So she shared the water, but she had to sow the bread. Now, I want you to watch this. I want you to watch this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I got to go there. When she sold into Elijah, Elijah, the name Elijah means Yahweh is my God. Another word for Yahweh is Jehovah. Jehovah is my God. When she sold into Elijah, she was sowing into Jehovah is my God. See, the enemy loves to get you to see the who is receiving the offering. The enemy loves to get you to see the place that's receiving the offering. The enemy loves to get you to look at 
who getting that money and where they going and what's going to happen with it? It would have been better if God was like, fetch me some water. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Give me the bread. Yes, Lord. No, it came through a man and it, that tension was there. So now she is hearing these words, fetch me some water. So now you want me to sow into this man. But Elijah, the name Elijah simply means Yahweh is my God. So was she sowing into the man or was she sowing into the plan of God? Who told Elijah to go there? Who told Elijah that this is what's going to happen? So she was sowing into the plan of God. Watch this. So when you sow into God's person, God's purpose, and God's plan, you reap a God's reward. Fear don't want you to see that. Fear wants you to see who's getting it, why they always asking for it. Oh, I'm about to come down your line right your lane right now. Why they always talking about money? Maybe it's because God's trying to get you something. Why, why, why are we talking about this so much? Maybe because we're trying to get rid of the fear that's in your heart of giving it. I want y'all to hear something, man. I was, I was rolling with Pastor Eben, and Pastor Eben was going to see his apostle. And man, Apostle Hilliard, he has a gift for this. Like, it's, there's an anointing on his life and he's been attacked, but there's an anointing on his life for giving and, and sowing and, and prosperity. And, you know, I've grown and I've learned that this is real. This is real. So Pastor Evans was like, hey, man, you want to go? Um, there's, it's going to be something down here. And, and you want to ride with me? I said, sure, let's go. I'm in the car with him. And, and pa- listen, Pastor didn't know this, but God has spoken in my heart. And he says, whatever apostle asks for first, I want you to give it. I said, huh? If you don't believe me, you can YouTube it. And I've heard this man ask for $10,000 right up front. So I said, excuse me? In the car. I don't think y'all understand what I'm saying. In the car, I am sitting there and I hear God just as clear as day. Isn't it funny how when God speaks a blessing over you, you know you heard him. But when God is asking you to be the blessing, you like say what? We never double guess when God has a good word for us, but we always need a confirmation and a confirmation. Lord, let a dove just drop on my car. Lord, just let something weird happen. Lord, let me see something. Let somebody just text me at the end. Oh, I need a confirmation. Ooh. You don't need a fleece when it's you receiving the blessing. You need all the world to just give you signs and signs and wonders to be the blessing. Well, the tension of this is I hadn't sold my house yet. The tension of this point I'm about to bring to you is I ain't balling like Pastor Evan. <laughs> I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I'm blessed, but he blessed, blessed. <laughs> I mean, I'm climbing. I'm, I'm climbing. I'm like, you know, God taking me there, but I ain't. I ain't. We are not the same. So I'm in the car and God is saying, whatever he says, give, give it. I say, yes, Lord. I get inside the church. Y'all, I, 
I'm trying to take notes, but all I'm thinking about is I know at the end of this, he's going to say something about kingdom partners and partnering with this. I'm taking notes and I'm taking pictures of everything. I'm like, yeah, amen. All right. He said, and now we are going to take up an offering. I want kingdom partners. And in my seat, I'm like, Lord, don't let it be $10,000. Lord, don't let it be $10,000. Lord, don't let it be. Oh, Jesus. Oh, have grace on me. Have favor and mercy. Mercy, Lord. Mercy. Woo. See, you don't know. I'm sitting there like this. Because I know what's in my account. And I'm like, Anybody know me? I'm, I'm a real private person, but the only reason why I'm going to say this is because I'm following my leader and, and he's being public, so I'm going to be public. And, and what I'm about to say is going to probably be chump change to you, but it was a lot to me. So he says, I believe that there are, are 10 people in here that will give $2,000. And I heard two. I said, I can do that. Whew. <laughs> Let me go ahead and stand up before he up that price. I, I See, as long as it was 10, I was scared. But when he said two, I said, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. It was still a stretch. But I can do that. I stood up very fast and I was confident in my gift. And I, and I sold that gift with confidence as unto the Lord. And I sold it. I want you to watch the benefits and the blessing that came behind it. Now, I know that houses are selling for more. I want you all to hear me. I know that. But you have to understand the whole situation to understand the favor of God that came back from it. Because my realtor and I, we already put our house, the, the house up for like more, like more, more, like more, more than what it was. Out. Wait, we already put the little extra tax on it when we put it up. Like, yeah, there you go. Says everybody paying so much for it. Hey, Amen. And God was like, that's your more? Because you sold I got greater than that. 10,000 over there. Then another 10,000 over there. And then another 10,000 over there. I said, wait, 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 wait. Because y'all don't understand. You don't understand the details. You don't know the numbers. You don't know what I'm looking at. You don't know the comps. You don't, you don't understand what we pulled. You don't understand. Even with people going crazy over houses, $37,000 over my over. I was shouting, E, I had a praise in my belly, but God reminded me, you sold, even when it was fearful. And I want you to see something. God says something, and we, and we quote this scripture so much, but I want you to see something. You ever heard a scripture that says, and my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches? And we love that, right? Uh, Philippians 4.19. But can we read verse 18? Can we read verse 18? Because verse 18 says, I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am, I am amply supplied now that I have received from Ephroditus the gifts you sent. Wait a minute. So there were gifts and offerings that were sent to who? Paul. And the first line of verse 18, he says, I have received full payment and we have more than enough. 
Do y'all see what's going on here? I believe there are some illegitimate people quoting this verse. Because if we're going to use the scripture, we got to use the whole scripture. You just can't quote. My God goes to oh, all my knees, according to his riches and glory. And you robbing. The man said, I have received full payment. Now I have full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Ephroditus the gifts you have sent. They are a fragrant offering and acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God and my God will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory. He said, you bless me, but my God's going to bless you. I want y'all to see something. Yahweh is my God. Jehovah is my God. Elijah, that's the name of Elijah. This woman sold into Elijah, but she reaped Jireh. She gave it to Elijah, but the blessing came from Jireh. And I want to let you know that fear is real. Now, I'm about to step way out there. Y'all don't understand. As I was preparing this message, the Lord said, I want you to do this. And I said, Lord, I ain't ready for that. He said, I want you to do this. Y'all, I'm building a house. And if you know anything about building a house, you got to save all the money you can get. You got to save, save, save. You know, that's all they tell you to do. Save, 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 save. I said, okay. Yeah, God. But God says, giving Sunday is next week. And if you don't face your fear, you're not qualified to preach this message. So I said, okay, God, what you want? He said, no. God says, I want you to give $5,000 for giving Sunday. And how you quiet, that's how I would. Common sense says, don't do that. Relatives in the house will say, hmm. I'm publicly declaring to the enemy to fear. I'm conquering you this morning. And because I'm giving to word of truth and I'm sowing into good ground, I believe that when I get the closing, not only am I going to see that 5,000, I'm going to see miracles on miracles on miracles on miracles on miracles. Listen, 5,000 may be big or small to you. It doesn't matter. Whatever is a stretch for you, that's where your bread is. See, water would have been a thousand for me. That's easy. The five is like Jesus. <laughs> Pastor Evan, why you asked me to preach? I think I would have been okay if you would have told me to preach today. I'm doing that by faith. Because I really believed in this word. And next week, I want to challenge you to step out of your comfort zone because you don't know what God has down the road for you. Everyone just close your eyes right now. Father, I thank you that you're about to cause us to step into something great. I thank you, God, that you're about to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. We won't have room to receive. And I know that it's fearful in this time, God, to even give 
But Lord, if you want the bread, we'll give you the bread. We won't just give what's convenient. We're going to give until it hurts. We're going to give to you in faith. We're going to stand in faith. We're going to sow in faith. And God, I even thank you right now that you're going to even give us a glimpse of what's coming. That God, you would never tell us to do something that you don't have plans that are greater in the end. Lord, you would never tell us to do something that will cause us to hurt ourselves. God, you're a good father. Father, I thank you, God, that you're about to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that we would not have room enough to receive. And we serve notice to fear this morning, that fear does not run our lives, that we do not walk by what we see. We walk by what we know, and that is faith. We've heard your word. We believe your word, and we're standing on your word. God, I thank you that you are causing all things to work for our good. Hmm. And Father, right now, I pray there's someone in here probably right now that's saying, Pastor Polo, you don't even understand. I'm gathering my two sticks this morning. I'm getting ready to cook my last meal. But Father, I thank you that you even have this word that's tailored just for them. That they will be able to know that their meal will not run out. That their barrel will not go empty. Father, I thank you, God, that you are about to open the windows of heaven and pour them out a blessing. Right now, God, move upon your people in this room. And if there's anyone in here that maybe say, you know what, Pastor Polo, not only did I need to hear this message about finances and giving of my wealth, I need to give my life. Maybe I strayed away from God. Maybe, you know, maybe there's some things in my life that just don't line up with this word and line up with his will if that's you i want you just to lift your hands so we can know if there's anyone in here that just wants to give their life to christ and if that is you just repeat after me